Thanks for finding part two of Guatemala, Alabama. Let's waste no time and get back into Candy's story. Before the last day we married, he fly the second day and left and he said, oh, we send the papers and everything and mm-hmm. you can go back to USA. And the time he don't have a job. He's still at the school because he was lose his time. He was in drugs for a long time. Drugs? Drugs and his mother had money and his mother applied for me. Mm. Uh, there's a problem here. Right. The, the rich kids and the drugs and... And then I came to USA six months later. When I came, he was live over there in New Orleans. He was in Tulane. He was very mean. Mean? Mean like, you know, I don't know nothing about USA. Mm-hmm. I do not speak English. Right. And you brought your kids with you, right? No. My children stay with my mother. Oh. I left my mother in the house with one maid, my two children. Did you keep your businesses? I sold my business, too. Mm-hmm. I came here, and he wanted me to go out there to learn and meet the people. I met some people from um, different countries, you know, because it's a big school. Mm-hmm. We was working because he don't have a car, and we had to take a little train mm-hmm. in New Orleans. And he said, if you're not hurry up, you're going to be in the street by yourself because you walk like a movie star. You walk like a movie star? Like a movie star. And he run, take the bus, because in my country, we don't use tennis shoes. We use high heels. Yeah, why is that? We run that way, and we use very high heels. <laughs> and, you know, when I came there, I use my heels. Mm-hmm. And he said, you try to be like a movie star. Oh, I see. You know, like... Yeah. And he left and went in the, in the train, and I don't have no money. I was thinking, so how I going to go back in the house, mm-hmm. you know? I know the train go that way, mm-hmm. and I start walking and walking, and then finally a train stopped there. And I asked him, I don't know, that I asked him the way that he understand me, because I don't speak English. Mm-hmm. And he said, come on. And he put me out there, and then I was watching and watching where I can get out. And finally I went find the place where I can get out. And I went to the place that we have. And I want to make a little money because he don't give me money, he don't have a job. Oh, his, no. his mother is taking money to him and he was in school. And I was a you know, beautician and I started meet people, Spanish people. And I have, you know, my scissor, my things that I can cut hair. And I say, where I can cut hair? And the little patio they have, I tried to cut hair, and he came one day from the school, and the people got scared, screaming to me in front of the people. And he said, if you want to cut hair, go in the pool, not here. And the people look at me and say, you better be careful, this man is very scary me. Wow. Was his mother nice to you? Well, she was very nice, but she was not close to us. She was in Bradenton, Florida. And then... I found the man that he has a business for cleaning, mm-hmm. and I, I went to work with him cleaning houses, and I learned in the business, and I was thinking, this can be a business for me later, you know. Then I got a job in a little place they call La Bambouche. Uh, that place was make a little food for delivery, cater things. Mm-hmm. We make a lot of food, a lot of decoration, a lot of 
gamble. I learned to do mm-hmm. the gamble things. Mm-hmm. I working at there, and the first time that I received my check, he got my check, and he went to cash the check and went to Brooks Brothers store and buy clothes for him. And Man, what a brat! I say, you know what? I'm not your mother. I want that money back because I had two children out there waiting for my money, and I want that you bring that clothes back to Brooks Brothers. You know, Brooks Brothers is very expensive clothes, mm-hmm. and he maybe can go buy I don't know where, but not Brooks Brothers. <laughs> Walmart. Walmart, whatever. He bring me the money back, but we fight. I bet. Every day. I said, it's time that I had to pick it up my children. In my heart, I was thinking, but in the meantime, my mother got sick. She got cancer. Mm. I don't have the money to go and pick it up my children. And my mother-in-law sent the money that I can go. Mm. When he gave me the money, he threw the money in my face and said, if you don't have the children, we can use this money and throw it in my face. I said, but uh. this is not your money. It's your mother's money, right. you know. And then I started screaming to him, why you not got the job? Go to Walmart, go to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And he said, you don't understand USA. You, know, you don't know what they mean. I have education. I had to have a job, a real job. You don't understand what is working at McDonald's. I said, but you marry me without a job. You better go and find something and start thinking about family. I went to pick it up my children. That was a mess. The first day that my children uh, wake up and he has a watermelon out there and he said, tell your children that don't touch this fruit. My older son heard that. My older son was crying. He said, mommy, what is this? Mm-hmm. Why would I go back? And I already sold everything, furniture and everything. Mm-hmm. How I going back? And the only hope I have is if I can, my children go to the school and not to hear about this situation in this house can be better. And then he applied to a government job, but at the time he don't have a car because he don't have no license. And he was 30 something. Good night. And I asked him, why you don't have no license? And he said, well, I have a very bad accident in, in Florida and they got my license and I cannot drive if I got a car, you had to drive in. I said, I'm going to be your chauffeur? And he said, yeah. Oh, and no. I said, you know what? Why you not go out there and apply? Maybe here in New Orleans can get you license. And he went that day, and he got the license in New Orleans. And then he called Mama, and Mama buy a car for him. I told him something years old. And then he always told me, if the police stop me, and they find it, they are not allowed to have, it, to have a license. I go and say that it's you send me to have the license. I say, whatever, <laughs> you know. And then he's still driving and he's thinking all the time, I guess, you know. Anyway, we moved from the little place where my children came to the other big place in Metairie, Louisiana. And I came pregnant with Marilyn. And he was bad, bad. He was upset. He said that if I have a child with him, he never going to love my children. I said, you don't love my children anyway. Right. Right? <laughs> well, anyway, my baby was born and she was normal, thanks God. And, uh, well, he got a job in the government. He went to work for the government? Yeah. Oh. 
And of course. You know. No wonder the government doesn't work. Doesn't that work, yeah. <laughs> he, he got the job in New Orleans, and they moved us from New Orleans to the Reader, Louisiana. The Reader, Louisiana is a little town, and he tried too many times, you know, anything excuse to abuse my children. One time he got my, Manuel, my three-year-old baby, and got from the neck and thrown the bed, and, mm. and my older son followed him and tried to, you know, push him and said, let my brother away. Wow. And we got a lot of abusive things from him. He called the police on us all the time. Uh, he accused me that I stole his money. Of course. And the police coming and asked me, do you have a credit card? Do you have a checkbook? Do you have a debit card? Mm -hmm. I said, no, I don't have nothing. Mm -hmm. And how he accused you? I said, because I went in the door and tried to find a little pennies. This is only abuse. <laughs> me, you know. For pennies? Right. Good night. And we went to the Riddle, Louisiana, and that was a scary place only mosquito in the Riddle, Louisiana. Yeah. Mosquito place. County Road 233 Under my feet Nothing on this wide rock but a little old man I got two miles till And then they transferred here to Alabama. When we came here, we have a home and he came very abused more and more in the house, uh, all the time, you know. Mm. And we live in fear all the time. We got the police in the house almost every day. He would beat you and beat you? Well, only one time he tried, mm -hmm. but he lost it and he don't try again because uh, he put me to selling Mary Kay because I have a lot of people and introduced the products to make the woman with the products in the face and the, I get so late that day. You cannot make noises because he was sleeping. Mm -hmm. And my older son at the time, he was already uh, high school, 17, like that. And he came late from the baseball game. And he saw me, he said, Mommy, you just come? And I said, yeah. And I said, don't make noises. And I lie down in the sofa in the, in the living room. And Carlos went in his room, 5 o'clock in the morning. And he pulled the blanket from me and he started screaming and tried to pull my hair and I had the Bible in the table and I got the Bible and threw it in his face <laughs> and I cut a little bit in the eyes, a hit or something and he has blood and then I tried to run and he catch me and then, you know, in the time we had the phones and I tried to go on the phones and he tried to get that uh, strangle you with the strangle phone. Strangle the phone, and then I got back, and I went to get his balls, uh -huh. and I got <laughs> And he cannot go nowhere, and he cannot pull that things no more. <laughs> and then my baby, Manuel, came, and he screamed, Mommy, Mommy, let's go, let's go, Mommy. And then I let him go and jump in the neighbor. The police came, and sure, I was with my sleeping things. And I screaming to the police, saying, they told me, if you not shut up, we won't put in jail, but tell me to jail, you know. And they put me with the handcuffs and put me in the car and take me to the police station in Madison. And I told what happened. That guy in the court, they know me, and he said, you know what, go home. 
take Carlos to take you home, and I go and put him in jail, and I go and be sure that he go to the hotel, not to your house. And I said, please keep him there. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw him out there in the little box, and they let me go. How did you get your divorce? Well, I get tired, very tired, and we sold that home that we have there. That day when we moved from that house, my son, Manuel, was in the fireplace, sitting there, and we had the people moving the stuff. And he went out there and hit my son for, for no reasons, well, like a baseball bat. And he don't know that I was behind. I turned and I saw the baseball bat, and I said, you coming back, I will kill you, you know, because that was bad. And then he not coming back, and the people start moving things. And finally later, he came in. I was be ordering pizza for my children. And he said, can I have a pizza? No, you don't not want to have pizza. It's the pizza for the children. We come into this house, and they start again to the same situation. And my older son already moved to the college in Florence. He came one time, and Carlos went to put two waffles and the toast, and he said, you know you cannot eat two waffles in this house because I just bought this new home for your mother. Oh, brother. And yeah. Carlos got upset, and he said, Mama, I go back to school. Yeah. I already moved from the room, from the master to Marilyn's room. And one time he told me, if you're not coming back to the room, you better move. You, may, you better leave. Mm -hmm. I said, I prefer to leave <laughs> to be here. Mm -hmm. I went in the closet and packed my stuff. Marilyn was crying and my heart was broken. And, and then I went upstairs. I said, Manuel, impact your stuff because we're leaving. And she said, where are we leaving? We don't have a place to go. I said, we go. And we went in the street and stay in the car for, you know, two nights. I don't have a place to be in. Spain one week with my friends and I went to talk to a lady that she is in real estate and she can find me a place to rent and she said Candy can you let me check you credit what we can do for you I said yeah well give me your social security and I go and check and she said well you have credit you can buy a small place I said well I don't have no money she said, well, you don't have no savings. I said, well, I have a, a, a 401k because I was working in Magnetic. And she said, if you can take the money from the 401k the first time, you're not going penalty, mm -hmm. and we can find a small place for you to live. And we went to different places. Finally, we found a condo foreclosure for $32,000. That was a mess, nasty. Uh -huh. And my friends went out there and clean and everything. And they told me it's foreclosure. Uh, you had to wait when the bank released the paper, but here the key, and you can move out there. And I lived in the condo for six months without pay. Uh, things got it good, and God opened the doors for me. And we stayed there for six months, and I called the real estate every day. Mm -hmm. When I gonna close this place? Where I gonna close? And finally, they call me and say, Candy, are you ready? We're going to close tomorrow. And I say, how much I go and pay? And everything, they're going to be $32,000. I have my, my first place with my 
two children and one in college. And it's when uh, I start thinking, and now how I going make money? Walmart, very close to me. And I went to apply to Walmart and I got the job at there. And when I asked how much they gonna pay me, seven dollars an hour, I said, okay, let me see and I will call you back. Yeah, I was thinking, seven dollars an hour, what are I going to do with that money? Mm-hmm. I had to pay 250 in my mortgage, right. and my gas, and my food, how are I going to live? I sit in the little steps, because the condo have the rooms upstairs, and the kitchen, and the living room downstairs. I was thinking out there, and I said, if I can find the ways to make my own business, can be great. What I can do? Well, I went to newspaper. And the time, if you think my English is now maybe broken, that time was, I don't know, they can understand my words. And I walk in the big building in the newspaper in Huntsville. I talk to the lady in the front desk, and I say that I want to run my name in the newspaper. And she said, what do you want to do? I said, I want to clean houses. Uh, she said, uh, well, let me send you to the big person they can help you. And they sent me to the office, and there was a guy out there, old man, and I give explanation, and he asked me if you can speak slow, I can understand you better. Mm-hmm. And I, I told him that I want to start my business for cleaning service, but I don't have no money to pay what I can do. And he said that he can open a little credit for me and I can pay every uh, week the ad in the newspaper. I can put you for six months and see how you go. If you find the customers, you pay. If you don't find the customer, we're going to make a little discount for you, but, uh, you know. I go, how you want to run? I said, I don't know. And he said, what about we run you every day? Because people looking in the newspaper every day, not only one day in the week. I said, okay. And he said, by the way, i going to be your first customer. I need somebody to clean my house. <laughs> oh. And I don't know how I'm going to get the price, because I never give a price for customers to go uh-huh. clean houses. Before I went to clean his house, a big customer called me that she's still my friend now. She called me. I went there. I had my nails painted, did my makeup and everything. I went there to interview her because she called me. And she said, um, I like that you come in here to my house. And see, and she gave me the dress. And I get in governors, but I don't know how I can find the houses. And I call her. I say, I'm here. If you can meet me here. And she says, stay there. I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. And she meet me in the light. I went to her house, a huge house, three level. I was thinking, oh my God, how are you going to clean this house? Mm-hmm. Libby said, how is she going to clean this house? Look at how she's looking so beautiful, very <laughs> neat, you know. Uh-huh. Anyway, she called me later. And she said, hey, Candy, do you want to start tomorrow clean my house? I said to her, to start to clean the house, I would like to do a deep clean the first time. Mm-hmm. And she said, how much do you want to charge for a deep clean? The number is coming in my mind. I said, 260. And she says, great. And then she said, what about you coming tomorrow and clean, uh, deep clean, and then I need you three times in the week. 
and I will pay 100 each time. That was 300. It's great, right? Yeah. And, I, and then I say, you know, Mama, I have to bring somebody because I cannot clean the house by myself. Right. And I call my friend. I say, do you want to go with, tomorrow with me to clean the house? Mm-hmm. Yes, she said, sure. Come on and take me. We clean the house. And she gave me $300 that day. I was so blessed from her. Mm-hmm. And then the second day, I called. And I came to this house. My uncle. Price. Yes. My uncle called. <laughs> right. Me. And give the price for this house. And he saw the ad in the paper. And the paper. Mm-hmm. And he don't know who I am. And, you know. For then, I start growing my business. A lot of doctors, because from Libby, I have more doctors. And, yeah, they all talk. And then I have more uh, people working with me. And mm-hmm. the people talk how wonderful I was. And then um, Libby not get me only for clean, but for the parties for Christmas time. Mm-hmm. I was always in the front door to receive the people mm-hmm. and help with the drink, you mm-hmm. know, and the food and the tables, so you get more, business. Yeah. more business. And I got very big in that thing saying I love to be with the people, knowing more people are there. Mm-hmm. But she has uh, five dogs uh, in the house. I come and be a uh, dog sitting for her. Mm-hmm. And she paid me very good for a week. I make $1,000 a week. I spend nights out there, take care of the dogs and clean the house, take the dogs and I come in very good. So this guy, Al, the, the second person who gave you uh, some business. Talk about him for a little bit. Uh, yeah, well, we came here. I had this lady, Jenny, with me working. We came to the house. I get the price for the first time. I don't see him every time I come, you know, but the like, then, like five times later, he forget the check. He called me. He said, hey, Candy, I'm so sorry that I don't let the check in the kitchen, but can you stop in the office? I said, yeah, let me give me the address. And I went there, knocked the door, and I saw this man out there, very tall man. I look at him and I said, I think I know you before. He said, how you know me? My ex-husband went to office here. And we came here one time. You showed the office and everything. And when we left, my husband said that you're very nice man. Mm-hmm. He said, really? Yeah. Al was very nice with Jenny and I. And always he called us sometime and said, Hey Candy, what about lunch? And he bring lunch and take us out there outside in the pool and have lunch with him. Because I I very afraid to to be maybe in love with somebody and not to be I am scared to be close to the man and I know he was here by himself. I remember one time I said, you know what, I gonna let somebody come and clean your house. I move on because I live over there in Huntsville and it's far away from me, but I don't want to be too close to him. Mm-hmm. A very temptation for me, in my heart, and my mind, you know. So you liked him then? I like him very much and I say, you know what, this is not going to be. And he was still in the... Well, his wife already moved. Right. They were separated. Se- but... but not divorced. Right. Yeah. Anyway, before I leave, he said, can you tell me your birthday? And I told him. And before my birthday, every year he called me. He said, hey, Candy, Ali, she here. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, Al. And he said, what about lunch or what about dinner? 
I say I get dinner better than lunch, and always uh, um, we go to the restaurant with Marilyn, my daughter, and have dinner with him on my birthday. And I remember one time I tried to touch his leg with my leg, and he put the leg. <laughs> <laughs> so you were just like you had enough, and you were ready. ready, ready right, you wanted to touch man. like that. He pulled it, wow. and then in the table, and I want to go close to the. And said, Doce, he's refused. Wow. <laughs> and, well, you know, it's, it's fine. And Did it hurt your feelings? Or? No, I laughed and later because I was thinking, what? And but Marilyn didn't know. Marilyn, no, because I do like a plain thing, you know, uh, but he thinking there was somebody going to see him, uh, you know. He was so afraid to everything, to right. Cindy, you know. Right. And anyway, it was, uh, my friends told me, why you don't date somebody? I don't have time to date. You know, I have my hands full mm-hmm. with my business. I said, no, I don't have time. Do you still waiting for that guy? I said, well, if somebody coming, you know, sometime he coming back. Good, if not, it's fine, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be okay. Because my plans was when my child is growing and finish school, mm-hmm. they can leave and I can move on to... Or to go back to my country. I don't think that I want to date in somebody right. no more. I want to go back to my country. Anyway, 10 years. They're saying every year he called me. And I always say... For 10 years? Yeah, for 10 years. Oh, wow. And then he called me that, I think, number nine. And my friend said, he called you again? I said, yeah, we're going to have lunch and dinner. And we went to dinner. And that time I don't have Marilyn with me because she get older already and she do the stuff. And, and he said, well, I think I have something to tell you. I said, really? What do you say? He said, we went to the park and we want to talk if you have time. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, we can go to the, to the park. And he said, well, let your car here parking and you can go in my car. Mm-hmm. The first time that I get in his car, 10 years later, we went to the park and that is a tree they call willow tree and he said you know my divorce family is done and he said Do you want dating me i said well i guess so yeah <laughs> <laughs> i guess so <laughs> and uh, he started calling me you know yeah I dropped, he dropped me to the car and mm-hmm. he started calling me and one day we went to the lake uh, with the children's and this is the, the way that we start dating mm-hmm. but not too long maybe six months later he proposed me with uh, John and Wesley here in the house. Oh. And uh, he gave me the ring, and then, because I have a lot of issues in the house, I don't want that he go in my business because I don't want to affect him with my issues because I go and be foreclosure. I want to do that before I got other last name. And they take us a year to be married because uh, my things. Then we married in September and we went to honeymoon to Bahamas, something that I never expect because he don't tell me that. But before then that, he took me to Guatemala because I don't see my family for 22 years. Whoa, wow. But before he married me, he said, I want to meet your family. And he take me out there. And he rent a huge house with a big door. 
And there is my family coming with a three or four big buses with people <laughs> to meet him. Uh-huh. And we have food for everybody. Wow. And he was worried about the, where the people go and sit. I said, don't worry, the people sit everywhere. Uh-huh. And he went to rent the chairs and this and that in the house. And, <laughs> and uh, we have a lady out there that she came and helped us to cook. And, and this is, I went back to my country 22, 23 years later. So you came back in style. In style, right. <laughs> and later in the Bahamas, he said, that, well, we spent six months in Florida. And then he said that we will make a trip to Hawaii. And this is, I was thinking, my dream come true because I want to fly far away. Oh, yeah. And I don't know how far it was uh, yeah. Hawaii. And that was so unbelievable that one month that we spent in Hawaii. And then later than that, he said, well, at least we won't plan to go to uh, Europe. And that trip in Europe was beautiful. Did you have to pinch yourself and think, oh, ah, it's not real? I was thinking that, I still thinking that it was not real. Mm-hmm. Oh, it still is not real. When the people listen to me, they may be thinking that I dream or whatever. Right. We go out there in the middle of nowhere, and I like to be lost there. You don't know where you are. And we got that in the middle to, to Paris out there. And he got so nervous to be lost. I said, it's nice to be. We don't know where we are because we can know little places that we know. So it all worked out. Oh, yeah, beautiful. You finally had your dream. The more things i thinking about him, he is a wonderful daddy. Good. And like with Mary and... Young and my children, he is so special in my children's life. He is uh, kind, mm-hmm. very believe in God, and this is what I was looking for. He has a lot of respect. He can never say something bad to me or, you know, negative things. He always wants the best that I can have. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I really don't have before because my uncle, my we were raised to get out three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't have nothing to do, but we had to go out there sit, and, the, and my mother had the fire out there and it's cold out there, mm-hmm. and we don't have no sweater, no shoes, and that's so cold. And my uncle came in, you better go and find the sun, a stick, and your mommy can make a fire. And we go shake out there in the trees looking for a stick mm-hmm. to put in the fire, and this is so bad. But what I do now, he closed the door, he put me a little air, they can make a noise. If I sleep in like 10 o'clock, he gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I sometimes I sleep like eight, <laughs> nine, and when I get out, he said, good afternoon, miss. <laughs> <laughs> but he really is a wonderful man, and I say to thank you God for giving me that wonderful, wonderful man, and I don't know how, how he has divorced things before, because if a woman really thinking how a woman can be, mm-hmm. I just want to. Oh, good. He's a wonderful. Well, I, maybe you should be glad they didn't appreciate him. Uh, yes, I have, a, I love him very much. And same with your, the, the men that didn't appreciate you. you know? Right, and he really had the appreciation for me. And, you know, I went to see you, you aunt over there. Oh, uh, Joy? Uh-huh. Joy, and she treated me like I was her own daughter, you mm-hmm. know. What do you want? <laughs> they said you're wrong. Good. She is so wonderful. And your mother, you know, is so wonderful. She, is yeah, she likes you a lot. Yeah. She is so wonderful. It's a very quiet people, not to be like 
Yes. <laughs> you know. By the way, I can report that Candy's entrepreneurial spirit is not sitting on his laurels. She's now looking to get her delicious secret salsa marketed to restaurants and possibly grocery stores. So I'll let you all know on future podcasts what comes of that endeavor. In the Corner Back by the Woodpile podcast is produced by a closet, a pocket, and a suitcase. You can email us at spuncounterguy at hotmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at spuncounterguy. And if you'd like to see a list of former episodes of In the Corner Back with the Woodpile, go to spuncounterguy.com and click on the pictures of piles of wood with chairs in front. And a special thanks to thebrofisticate.com. 